Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoredeya Chelik Beis, Hilchis Nedarim, Halacha Aleph, Paragraph Beis. We dedicate the learning today for a complete Rafua Shalema for Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Toiba Bas Chavapero, Margalit Bas Eleanor Rus, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Gershon Chanoi Chenech Ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shlomenissen ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Hindachasa bas Chana, Gitagenendel bas Sipoira, Michal Esther bas Ruhia, Soramaya bas Sipoira Rivka, Chaim ben Rachel, Yehuda ben Soramaya, David Lei ben Shena, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Avigail Brocha bas Shirat Voira, Shirat Voira bas Miriam, Chaim Aryeh ben Brocha, Tuvyid Tzvi ben Chaya Liza, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Elio Yeshua ben Rochel, Yerachmiel Yisrael Doi ben Fromit Nechama, Chana bas Zelda, Sora bas Odel, Simcha bas Sora, Besoich Sharchel Yisrael. This halacha we said is based on chapter 34 in Likutim Aran, and we gave the introduction in the previous year, and now Rav Nosan Zal begins. Based on what Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Likud Yamran, we could understand why it's forbidden for a person to have any pleasure from anything in this world without making a bracha first, especially when it comes to eating. Because as we mentioned previously, all pleasures in this world are associated with ahavois nefulois, meaning that there was a shviras kalim, there was a shattering of vessels in the beginning of creation, and the light that was in chesed, in the keli of chesed, fell. It fell down. So that, now we know that chesed and ahavo go together. We say in Shemun Esrei, ahavo chesed, many places where they're put together. Which means that the ahavo has fallen down the Ahava that was originally something very holy, coming from Hashem, who is pure holiness, the Ahava fell down, and it fell into things that are less holy or not holy, where people love things that they're not allowed to love, or they like things that they shouldn't like, that kind of thing. And therefore, and therefore, Rav Zal says, all pleasures in this world <clears throat> are have some of these ahavois nefula, some of that pleasure is coming from a, a negative place, from this ahava nefula, which is the result of shviras kalim, shehem oisiois nefulim. And we know that creation was done through dibur, bidvar Hashem shamayim nasu baruach pivkol tzavohim. So here also, everything in this world has these letters that have also fallen. And it's impossible for us to correct anything or return anything back to its good source other than by, by bringing that item into our mouth. In order to repair it through our mouth from its breakage. Which me and what are we saying? In other words, and therefore, before we derive any pleasure from anything, we have to first make a bracha, the and to mention that item specifically, that category in our bracha, kegoin al for example, fruit that comes from a tree, we have to say, Boire pri ho'etz, that Hashem created, we're blessing Hashem, who created the fruit of the tree. Val pri ho'adama, and produce that comes from the ground, Boire pri ho'adama. nizbatel ha'cherpo ha'shoira dovor. And through this, we remove the shame, the negativity, the tumor, in a sense, that's resting on that item, Dahainu hashvira, meaning the results of this breakage of the vessels. Dahainu shenizbatel ho'ava hanefula, 
meaning that we're eliminating the ahava nefula, the fallen, the wrong type of ahava from that item. Here again, a person sees a delicious apple in front of him, I, and it smells good, and wow, I, I love that. What, what do you love in it? Do you love the physical, the physical aspect of it? Do you love the gashmias of it? And, and again, where are you holding right now? Did you just finish a gigantic meal and you're not hungry at all? And eating that apple right now would be totally excessive and wrong and the wrong thing to do? Or, or are you looking forward to going to learn Torah or going to shul and you feel you need some energy, your body needs some energy to be able to go to shul, to be able to go to the yeshiva to learn. And you're eating this apple in order that it should give you strength to learn Torah. If you're doing it for that reason, then it's, then it's Ahavadikdusha. If you're doing it for the wrong reason, purely for physical pleasure, when it's totally unnecessary at that point in time, then it's coming from a place of Ahavanafula. And Rabbi Nelson Sal is telling us that everything in this world is tainted, is tainted with these Ahavos Nefulos from this Shvira Sakela. So everything requires Tikkun. And the Tikkun is dependent on the mouth. As Rav Nosanzal is going to clarify, and as Rav Nosanzal emphasizes over there in Likut Imran, Kishom Eitzel HaNekuda Shebeper, because it's specifically there by the Nekuda, that point that's found in the mouth, Shehi Bechinas Pi Yedaber Chachmois. As the Pasuk says in Tilim, my mouth speaks Chachma. Shenizgala Ato Al Yedei Hadibur Shelabrocha. And this chachma, this holiness, this light is being revealed now by this bracha that I'm saying. That removes all the negativity, all the shame. Rav Nelson is using this word shame because Rabbein is on that pasuk, in that Torah, begins with the pasuk, cherpa shavra libi. Shehem ahavos nefulos. Another word for these avos nefulos is this cherpa, alidei shenizgale oyer ho ahavodigdusha, by us revealing the light of holy ahavo, hashoyra etzel hanekuda shebaper, which is found by the nekuda that's by the mouth. Now we know this is something that's stressed throughout Rabbeinu Zal's forum and throughout the Torah. If you look carefully that the mouth is the most important in many ways. There's a famous medrash where the medrash says that the different parts of the body had a debate. Who's more important? And each part of the body came up with a reason to show the eyes. The eyes are the most important thing. The, the first way that you communicate with anything is by seeing. You have to see it. A person who's blind is considered dead, the Gemara says. And the other one said, no, it's the hands. Because, and, and then the tongue said, you're all nuts. I'm the most important one. You're important. What are you? You're nothing. You're the... I'll show you. And there was a, an officer, an officer of the king going by, and the tongue started saying insults to this officer. You're an idiot. You're a lover. The officer looked. He grabbed the person, threw him into jail. He's in jail. The tongue said, you see, I showed you that I'm, I'm the most important. I'm in, I'm in control. I can determine everything. What do you do this for? What do you get us in control? You got us into here. How are we going to get out? Watch, I'll get us out of it also. And the person spoke, you know, certain words which were able to get him out. The, the Medrash says from here we see, We know also that the mouth, the, the mouth is the concept of Malchus. The Zohar Kodesh says, Malchus And we learned, you know, very often that Malchus is everything. Malchus is nothing, it seems like, on one hand. It has no light of its own, but everything feeds into the Malchus, and the Malchus is the one that distributes. That's the connection between Hashem and the world. Everything feeds into the Malchus. The Malchus is the, the distributor. So, so the mouth is everything. And this is one of the chapters on the Kutuman where Abenazal shows this. There's a posuk, Vivorech Eschem, Kasher Diber Lochem. Hashem will bless you as he has spoken to you. Again, showing that the whole concept of bracha is dependent on dibur. And in this Torah, Rabbi Nezal gives several proofs to show that, that this is the focal point. And again, pi yedaber that chachma, the brain, person has chachma in his brain, we can't relate to it or connect it in any other way other than through the person's mouth. 
If the person speaks, we know his chachma. If he doesn't speak, we know mipiv das usvuna. From a person's mouth is where you see all the das usvuna. And in that chapter, in the Kutuman, Rabbi Nezal speaks about the three connections to Hashem. The connection to the tzaddik, the connection to, to a friend, and the personal connection with Hashem. All three of those connections are through the mouth. The main way that we connect to the tzaddik is through his dibur, by listening to what he has to say. That's his malchus. Tzaddik moishel beyira soikim. The tzaddik is a moishel. How is he moishel? Through his dibur. Because we know the Gemara says, Dabar echod ladur, one leader to a generation. Dabar means leader, and Dabar is dibur. The leadership, the malchus, is through the dibur. Rabbi Nezal says in another place in the Kutum the only way we know what the melech wants is through his speech. The melech has to declare, I want this done, I want that done. The same thing is with Hashem. Hashem's malchus is through the Torah, which is the dibur of Hashem. Aseres hadibrois. The Dibur of Hashem, that's what he rules with. Nimtza al-yidei ha-brocha boirei es ha-dovar she-oichel me-chodosh. So Rav says, based on what I just told you, you need to realize that when a person makes a brocha on food, he's actually creating that item anew. He's making that item over. Before the bracha, that object had avois nefulois on it. It had stuff on it. You don't see it necessarily with your eyes, but it had it on it. And through the bracha, you remove the avois nefulois, you remove the cherpa. Now it's a completely new thing. And without the bracha, it's forbidden for the person to partake, to have any pleasure from it. Because before the bracha, that object is in a state of shvira, cherpa. And we have to renew that item and repair it anew through this nekuda through this that's in the mouth, which we reveal by making the bracha. Because again, how is the original creation? Through the mouth, through Hashem's dibor, bidvar Hashem shamayim nasu, uberua piv kol tzavon. Vialkein, vialkein, kol habrochois mevorchem baloshin achoyve. This will explain an important question. What, why do we say, blessed are you Hashem, who is creating, who creates the fruit of, of the Why don't we say, who created? He cre- the creation happened already. It happened a few thousand years ago. Why do we say, Shebarah? What's boire? Boire creating as if something's going on right now. Boire is loshen hoive. Veloy shebora. Vechen kol birchais hanenen. And so to all the brachas that we make before having pleasure from something. Ki ato nivra hadovor mechodo shalidei habracha. Because it's right now that this object is being created anew through the bracha that we're saying. Because on this condition that Hashem created the world, that we, the Jewish people, will have the choice and the authority to be able to do whatever we want. We have this Bechira. And that's why Hashem created everything incomplete. As it says in the Medrash, wheat, wheat isn't ready to be used. You have to grind it. You have to separate the, 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 the chaff, the bran, the chaff. You have to crush it up into flour. You have to bake it. Ayin Shem, take a look at the Medrash over there, where the Medrash stresses that Hashem created everything incomplete, and it's our mission to complete it. So that we human beings, we will complete everything through our actions. Because in everything in this world, there are many steps that need to be taken. And there are several mitzvahs that need to be done before we are able to enjoy that object. 
so that by taking all of those steps, that object will be repaired, it'll be completed, and it'll become like a new object. And the final touch, the final step, after all the other steps have been taken to prepare something to be ready to be used, is that bracha which we recite with our mouth. Because even those objects where there aren't specific mitzvahs that we have to perform with them, still, when we cannot have pleasure from it without making a bracha first. Let's say watermelon. You don't, you know, you, you don't have to, you don't have to crush it up or grind it. You know, th- different things. Or let's say a watermelon in Eretz Yisrael. You have to take meiser and truma and and, and oil. in chutz let's say where you're not taking those things. It doesn't have any mitzvahs that you have to do before it's ready to eat. Ki iker hatikun kanal because the main tikun, the the most important repair of the item is the bracha. And by making the bracha properly, we're creating that object anew. Because the whole creation was through speech. Are all these um, items that you mentioned that are all within the within all individuals as they pertain to the topic? They don't exist intrinsically in the objects, but all men. On the contrary, these aves nefulois are found in every object in the world. In fruit, in trees, in birds, in fish, in, in everything. In, and it's also found in us. We have it in our heart. <coughs> but it's in every object in the world. And therefore, every object in the world requires a tikkun. We need to know that there's a cover. We don't see it, but there's a negative cover on that thing. It's like you're going to a store, you buy a candy, and, and the candy's in a wrapper. And sometimes, sometimes they can make the wrapper attractive. And somebody doesn't know, he buys the candy, pop, pops the candy in his mouth, and he realizes something wrong. He does, I'm eating the wrapper. Or I'm eating some kind of a clipper, again, some nuts in certain, certain food items. Where the, you can, if you don't know, you could be fooled thinking that the clipper is part of the fruit, and it's not. You have to peel it. Person makes the bracha, he removes the avon of fula mitzvah him and mitzvah the object, but it won't work for the other person because it's the the avon of fula is still a person who wants to now be nenefer. He still has it existing within him. Correct, correct. That the bracha that I make on a food accomplishes my relationship with that food. It does. Somebody else wants to partake from the same food. They have to make their own bracha. A question in the chat that we learned earlier that these avos nefulos is liking something that's not good for a person. That's one example of an ahava nefula. Another example of an ahava nefula is this covering, this invisible covering that's on everything in this world, everything that people could like, whether it's kosher things or non-kosher things. There's this covering of this ahava nefula which came about as a result of this shattering of the vessels in beginning of creation. This will explain the famous Gemara, where the Gemara says that there are two psukim that seem to be contradicting each other. There's one posit that says, Everything in the world belongs to Hashem. There's another posit that says that the Oretz, the Eretz and everything in it belongs to Hashem. There's another passage that says, nosan that Hashem gave the Eretz away to man. Make up your mind. Is it mine or is it Hashem's? So the Gemara answers, no problem. The first passage is talking about before we make a bracha on that apple, then it belongs solely to Hashem. After I make a bracha, it becomes mine. Because by making the bracha on the object, it's considered mine. 
Because by making the bracha on that object, I'm creating it anew. What do you mean? Hashem's the creator. We're creators? Yes, 100%. We have that pasuk, Valemar letzioin amiato. Hashem says to Tzioin, you are my nation. So the Zohar Kodesh says, al tikri ami ele imi. That word ami, ayin mem yud, could mean my nation, or it could mean with me. Valemar letzioin imiato. Hashem says, I say to the Jewish people, you are with me, you are like me. Every just like I create heaven and earth with my words, you create heaven and earth with your words. So it's called Bria, it's called creating. And as Rabbein Azal explains very clearly in chapter 34, that we, the Jewish people, rule the world through the mitzvahs of the Torah. Yisrael mam We are the memshola, we are the kingdom. And our main memshola is dependent on the words that come out of our mouth. That's where this light of this nekuda is. Shehi bechinas tzadik moishel. The, the source of this memshola is this ma- the mouth, this nekuda that's in the mouth. Ayin shom, look over there in Likutim Ram. Kamay shom maimer As Rabbein there quotes the Yerushalmi that says, there's a pasuk, Rabbeis osiso hata Hashem alikai, you Hashem have, do- have created many things, and then the pasuk says, nifloisecho umachshavoisecho, Eilenu. Your wonders and your thoughts are by us. So again, the, the, the Yerushalmi is, make up your mind, is it Hashem or is it us? And the, 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 the Gemara answers there, Kan matan Torah. Before matan Torah, Hashem was in charge. Hashem was in full control. After matan Torah, Hashem says, I'm putting you in charge. You are the guys in charge. Just like in the story in Sipurim the 13th story in Sipurim Isis, which begins that there's a king, and the king decides he wants to give over the kingdom to his son during his lifetime. And he makes a major banquet, and he invites everybody. That's how the story begins. That's Hashem, who wants to give over the Memshallah during, usually, a son takes over when the king dies. This is different. Hashem created the world. Hashem lives eternally, permanently. And during his lifetime, he gives over the memshola to us. How? Through the Torah. By Matan Torah, it says, Va'atem tihiyuli mamleches koyanem v'goy kodesh. You will be a kingdom of priests to me. How? By accepting the Torah. There's a posset, Bi melochim yemloichu. Through me, kings will rule. Me being the Torah. Posset in Mishlei. And based on this, we could understand how it's possible that a Jew has the ability to declare something which Hashem said is permissible, and we have the ability to change that status, to change it into something forbidden. Ki be'emes gam dovor hamutur isur. Because the truth is, this item which is permissible, this apple, which is 100% glatt kosher, has isur in it also. It has an aspect of the sitrachra attached to it as a result of that shattering of the vessels. However, we have the ability to correct that through our mouth, by making a bracha on that apple. But before we recite the bracha, that apple is forbidden to me. The wording the more, it's forbidden to have pleasure without the bracha. So that that object is in a state of forbiddenness. When the person decides that they want that object to remain forbidden for them, 
And the person says a vow. I hereby make a vow that this object is forbidden. I declare this object forbidden to me. Then that object becomes completely forbidden to him. Because this permissible object is not yet completely permissible. Its permissibility is going to be dependent on the mouth of the Jew. Where we, the Jewish people, Hashem has given us the authority to power, the power to do what we want to declare it, to make it kosher, or to make it forbidden. Here, Rav Nassim goes into a, a, a deep concept, which Rabbein Azal mentions in Likut Yemran, <coughs> that the term permissible is an intermediate term between holy and forbidden, between holy and unholy. Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in chapter 51 on Likut Imran, where he speaks about the term tahara and tumah. And Rabbi Nezal says there that tahara only comes into existence when there's tumah. Otherwise, there's no, it's just kedusha, it's not, it's not tahara. Pure purity applies when there's purity and impurity. So here also the concept of heter is an intermediary between Kedusha, which is the original, which is Hashem, and Isur. <clears throat> and we, we human beings, we Jews, have the ability to change the status of this apple from Heter to Kedusha by reciting a brach on it, by placing, reciting Hashem's name upon it. Oi la'asroyolov or to declare that item forbidden to me. And it's all dependent on the mouth of the person. That's where this nekuda is. That's where this focal point is. That's where the tzaddik is moishel with his mouth. The Gemara speaks about the, Gemara, uh, about the miracles which Elisha Navi performed. The, the Gemara quotes a pasuk, Tell me about the miracles which Elisha performed. So the Gemara says, All the miracles he performed, he performed through tefillah. Through tefillah. Rachmi means tefillah. And this is, this is the whole introduction to the Sefer Hishtabchus HaNefesh, Outpouring of the Soul. And this is the, the introduction to the, the thing that Rabbein Azal stressed the most. Rabbein Azal said he came to the world to teach tefillah, to, to rejuvenate a, a lost art that Klal Yisrael has fallen, like the Gemara says. The Gemara says that tefillah is dvorim ho'imdim barumo yishaloylam. It's among the most important things in the world. And people treat it cheaply, like they, they, they don't realize how significant, how important it is. This is one of the places where Rabbein Azal, Rabbein Azal are, are emphasizing that the whole Yiddishkeit, the whole life of a person is, is dependent on the mouth. The mouth is the most critical factor. The malchus is the mouth. That, that's the mouth. How does this concept fit in with the idea that it's also usher to add to the Torah, to take away from the Torah? Here it seems like you're almost adding to the Torah. That's going to be addressed in Hilchas Nedorim and Shavuos. That why does the Torah say not to make Nedorim? A person makes Nedorim, it's like he's building him his Be'ach Tavoy Desorah. We're going to have quite a bit of discussion on that. The pros and the cons of making a Neder. And this will also explain why the, the Torah tells us that if a person did make a neder, the person made a vow, it can be undone by three ordinary Jews. It doesn't have to be three rabbonim, let's say. Three ordinary Jews getting together to serve as a type of a bezdin, they can remove, they can undo the vow. Because once the person already made that object forbidden to them, 
That person themselves no longer has the ability to undo that. And here's again one of those places where Abnusen Zal is so good to us and teaches us many of the rules of the Torah, the rules of Kabbalah. Anything that requires repair cannot be repaired through that light itself that was in that object that got broken. We have to introduce a new light and with that new light it's possible to repair that broken vessel. When the person now wants to undo this nether and he wants to take this object that he made forbidden, he wants to make it permissible, he has to receive new light from a nekuda klolius, from a nekuda that's a general nekuda, that's like a composite of, of many factors. Shehu oyer godol beyoser, which is a major light. Veyeshlo memshola, it's a light that's powerful, that has memshola. Bechinas tzadik moishel, as the Torah says, the tzadik is moishel. Vayedezeh choyzer leheter, and by introducing this new light, a powerful light, that, that can make it possible for that to return to being permissible. Therefore, the person has to come before three Jews. And the Gemara says, when three Jews get together, there's the, the presence of the Shechina with them. There's a Pasuk Elohim, the Gemara brings it from Psukim. And they have a quorum of three has a certain power. As we find in Chosh Mishpat. That three are considered a Bezden already. And they have the authority to judge a person when there's a controversy, even if the person is, is unwilling to cooperate. Three have a power and authority. Because three Jews represent the entire Jewish nation, which is comprised of three categories. The first letters make up the word keli. That's a keli. That's already a complete keli. Three getting together. And since this group of three symbolizes the whole Klal Yisrael, there is revealed through them and among them this Nekuda Klolius, a something that represents the entire Klal Yisrael. And the entire Klal Yisrael is referred to as Tzadikim. Bechinas Yisrael Mam Shaloisov, Bechinas Tzadik Moishel. So once you have that power, you have three that represent all of Klal Yisrael that are referred to as kings and 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 Tzadik Moishel. Vaidei Oyer Hanekuda Haklolius Nistakein Isur Haneder VeChozar Leheter. And by turning on, activating this the light of this Nekuda Klali of these three, that gives us the ability to repair the forbiddenness and convert it, make it back to being permissible. Kaniskalel, as we learned earlier, As we learned earlier, by activating that light of the nekuda in the mouth, that's how we repair everything from its state of brokenness and, and damage. Ki anoshim in the chapter on Mikutim Ram that this halacha is based on, chapter 34, <coughs> Rabbi Nezal focuses on the tzaddik, a lot of the tzaddik, and he tells us that tzaddik we know corresponds to the sphere of Yesoid, 
And in the, in the Sifrei Kabbalah, it teaches us that each sphera has a corresponding vowel associated with it. Chachma is Pasach. Bina is Tzere. <coughs> the, the, the Nekuda for Yesoid is Melupum. Melupum is above with a dot inside of it, a dot in the middle of it, the U sound. That's called Melupum. And Rabbi Nassau explains, guess what the word Melupum means in Hebrew? <coughs> Mole Pum. The mouth is full, a full mouth. Meaning again, the full power of the mouth. This Malchus Peh, this Memshola, this Tzadik Moishel through the mouth. That's Malupum. And Rabbi Nassau in that chapter in the Kudiman gives us maybe 10 different examples of what the two parts of the Malupum represent, what the Vav represents and what the Dat represents. Now Rabbi Nassau is going to take it a step further. And he says that a, a, a group of three people who represent Koin Levi Yisrael, which is Koin Yisrael, is an example of this melupum, <coughs> which is the revelation of the light of this nekuda of tzaddik. Ki hakoyein hu bechinas chachma. We know that koyein is associated with chachma. Kamayshekosuv ki kodoy shu leloikov. The pasuk says you should treat the koyein with special respect because he is holy unto Hashem. Vechachma nikra koydesh. And Rabbi Nezal shows there in chapter 34 that Chachma is called Koidesh. Chachma is racious, racious Chachma, and, and Koidesh is racious. There's a post of Koidesh Yisroel Hashem, racious Tevuasoi. There are several proofs to show the connection between Koidesh and Chachma. So the coin who is Koidesh, he represents Chachma. Shehu Bechinas Oyer Hanekuda, which is the light of this Nekuda. Bechinas pi yedaber chachmois. As Rabbi Nezal over there in Likut Imran quotes this pasuk, my mouth gives, speaks chachma. As Rabbi Nezal explains there. Va'ayin sham, take a look over there in Likut Imran in paragraph 7. Shebris hakohuna mikra bris shalim. That the covenant that Hashem made with the koihanim that they are special, they have to stay in the Beis HaMikdash, they're the ones who do all the work, the main work in the Beis HaMikdash, that agreement, that bris, <coughs> that Hashem made with the Koyhanen, is called bris shalom. When, when Pinchas, when Hashem declared that the Kuna is not going to stop by Aaron Akoin and his sons, but rather it's going to continue for all generations, Hashem gave that promise to Pinchas. When Pinchas showed this incredible loyalty to Hashem, that when he saw somebody doing Pegama Bris, the word Zimri, this, a leader, the leader of Shevet Shimon, committing adultery with a, 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 a non-Jewish woman in front of everybody, in front of Klal Yisrael, at the time with a Midianite woman, and Pinchas went and killed him, Hashem said, I hereby declare I'm giving Pinchas and all generations afterwards my Bris of Sholayim which refers to the, the aspect of Tikkun Abris also, because we know that the Kohanim are on a higher level of Tikkun Abris than ordinary Jews. An ordinary Jew is allowed to marry a divorcee, a widow, a Kohen isn't allowed to marry a divorcee, a Kohen Godel isn't allowed to marry a widow. Kishom Oyer Hanekuda, because there, by the Bris, by the Kohen, that's where the light of this Nekuda is, Sheshom Oyer Ho'ahavo HaKedosha. That's where this light of holy Ahavo is found. Ayin Shom, take a look in Likut Imran chapter 34, where Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this. Vezeh Bechinas Koyhein Mevorech. And this is why it's the Koyhanim are the ones who give the bracha to Klal Yisrael, the Birchas Koyanim. Ki habrochois because all brachos originate from holiness, which is chachma, as is brought in the Zohar Kodesh. And again, the koyin is koydesh. The koyin is this chachma. This is what we mentioned earlier. That it's by making a bracha on everything, that's how we repair those objects. 
‫כעל ידי הברוכו, ‫שהיא בחינס קוידש, ‫בחינס חוכמה, ‫בחינס קוין מבורך, ‫שזהו בחינס הנקודה, ‫על ידי זה נסגר לאור האהבה הקדושה. ‫בגלל זה דרך הברוכו, ‫שזה הכוונות, ‫זה הכוונות, ‫זה הכוונות של קוין, ‫זה קוין שמביא את הברוכו, ‫והקוין זה הנקודה, ‫דרך זה אנחנו מביאים ‫את האהבה. The coin is also the coin is Chochmah, the coin is Chesed. The coin Godel wears the white garments, those special white garments reflecting this concept of Chesed. The coin is always Chesed, the Levi is Gevura, the Yisroel is the combination of both. So it's through the, through the Bracha that we reveal this Oyer Ho'ava Agdoisha. V'halevi, if the coin is Chochmah, then the Levi is Bina. Bechinas, as the Pasuk says, that Pasuk, Pi Yedaber Chochmois, my mouth speaks Chochmah, and the Pasuk continues, Vehegois Libi Tevunois, and the thoughts of my heart are Tevuna, which is related to Bina. Ki misitra delevi dinen misarin, because the Zohar HaKadosh says that it's from the side of Levi that Midas Hadin comes forth, the Levim represent Din, which is the left side, which is Bina. V'ha-Yisroel hu b'chinas ha-shlishi ha-machriya. And the Yisroel is the third category, which is the one that balances out the other two. D'hainu shehu mekasher ha-nekuda im ha-vov. He's the one that combines the dat and the vov of that melupum. V'nase b'chinas, the dat was the chachma, the dat we mentioned in the beginning of the Torah, in the previous year, that the Pi Yedaber Chochmois, Chochmois is represented by the letter Yud, which is like a dot. And Bina is represented by the letter Vav, because we said Bina is the heart. Vehegois Libi Tevunois. And the heart is called tablets. Kosvam al-Luach Libecha. Inscribe the words of the Torah on the tablets of your heart. And the Gemara tells us that the Luchais were six. Six by six. The Luchais were six tefachim long, six tefachim wide. So the heart is represented by the letter Vav here. So the Malupum, which is this combination of the Dat and the Vav, the Yud and the Vav, is the combination of Koyen and Levi. And now Rabbi Nusantzal says, and the Yisroel is the one who joins them together, v'nas sebechinas Malupum. And it becomes this Malupum, sheshom hezgalus hanekudah. And that's where this nekuda of Yesoi, the bris, is revealed. Because again, the Zohar Kodesh tells us the vowel of Yesoi, the vowel of the tzaddik, is malupum, that u sound. That's the tzaddik broadcasting. Ki ikar ha-bezden Because Rav Nassim says, if you take a look in the Gemara, technically, really, <coughs> A bezden, really two Jews should be enough to undo an eder. V'yalkein ein tzrichim shiyu kulam gemiri, rak mehen. And that's why the Gemara says that of the three, not all of them need to be learned. Not all of them need to know the laws about an eder. As long as two of them understand what an eder is about, that's enough. K'mayshikosu b'shulchan orach, as is brought shulchan orach. Rak shehashlishi bo lahachriya. The reason why we include a third person is in order to tip the scales. Because if you have two, and one says yes, and the other one says no, you're stuck. So we include a third one. When you have three, now it's going to be two against one. Now the, the, well, the, the third one is going to be the deciding vote if the first two disagree. As the Gemara explains right in the beginning of Sanhedrin, regarding judges on a court. Because if you only have two, it's possible for them to disagree, to separate. And the two parts here, the Vav and the Dat of the Malupum, will not join together. Because they differ from each other. The two people disagree with each other. And the Vav and the Yud are two different things. 
That's why we have to have a third judge, a third person, to, to be the one to be the deciding vote when there's a disagreement. And it's through that third one that the Vav and the Dat are joined together, and it becomes this Malupum. As the Pesach says, Widen your mouth and I will fill it. That's what gives them the Memshola. That's what gives them the power, the, the mouth again. As Rabbein Azal explains over there, Ayin Shom, take a look over there. That the whole Memshola is in the Dibur, in the mouth. And again, it's the Tzadik who's the Moshel. And Tzadik is Malupum, as the Zohar Kodesh says. That's how Rabbein Azal ties all of these concepts together. If you're hearing it for the first time, it's, it's a bunch of different things coming at you at the same time. But each one of them is connected perfectly. Again, in the Alpi Kabbalah, each one here is tied in together. Rabbi, I have a question. Yes. Um, how do you, what is the, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. You, you just said it though, the, the Mabul? Malupum, Malupum. Malupum. What is, what is that? Sure, it's one of the vowels in the alphabet. There are nine vowels in the Hebrew alphabet. There's the E sound, the A sound, the O sound, the U sound, all the different sounds. One of them is called Malupum, which is actually the letter Vav and a dot inside of it. <clears throat> if you look in many Siddur, and many of them show you on the first page, like as an introduction to the Siddur, they show you all the letters and they show you all the vowels. And you'll see that one of the vowels, the U sound, can come from two different vowels, from two different formats. When you have three dots under a letter and the three dots are on an angle from left to right, that forms the U sound. That's called a, a, a kubutz, if I'm not mistaken, a kubutz. And when you have a vov with a dot inside of it, <clears throat> that's called either a shuluk or it's called a malupum, malupum. And, and the word malupum in Aramaic is actually a combination of two words. Mole, mole means full, pum means mouth, full mouth. A mouth being full meaning the mouth being the authority. The mouth is the, the, the control, the deciding factor. question in the chat that we had this concept earlier in another place that that when something is broken it cannot be repaired by something on the same level as itself we have to go to a higher level correct that's one of the reasons why we said that nowadays nowadays when based on all the damage that's been done throughout the generations and unfortunately the damage that we've added to the picture usually the living tzaddik and those tzaddik that are living with us are not strong enough to make the repairs that are needed. That's one of the reasons why we go to Kivrei tzaddikim. We go to the tzaddikim from previous generations who are on a higher level generally than the living tzaddikim because through that we can hope to, to be able to have corrected all, the, all of our damage and the, the damage that's been done by others. And based on what we're learning here, we'll also understand another chiddush that the Gemara and the Shulchan Aruch tell us. That if you have one individual who's very knowledgeable, who's on a very high level of knowledge, he doesn't need a quorum of three. He alone has the authority to undo a vow. Ki eitzel Talmud Chacham v'hamumcha because when we're dealing with a real Talmud Chacham, someone who's very knowledgeable, Shom Hu Bechinas Nekuda Klovius Yisrael, he is a composite of the entire Jewish nation. He's Kemoshim as Rabbein Azal explains over there in chapter 34. The Gemara says, which woman gave birth to 600,000 in one shot? The Gemara says it was Yocheved, the mother of Moshe Rabbeinu. She gave birth to Moshe Rabbeinu, who's like all 600,000 rolled up in one. He's this Nekuda Klolius. The, the name Moshe, Mem is 40, Shin is 300. 
40 times 300 is 12,000. Hey is 5. 12,000 times 5 is 60,000. And the Gemara tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu was 10 Amois tall. 60,000 times 10 is 600,000. He's this Nekuda Clolius. When people get married, they will say, Hareat Mekudeshesli betabasu kedas Moshe v'Yisroel. Based on the law of Moshe and the Jewish nation. Again, we're comparing Moshe Rabbeinu to the whole Klal Yisroel. And therefore, he is powerful enough. He has enough authority to undo the vow by himself. Which a Jew declared forbidden unto himself through his power of speech. Because when we're dealing with a Talmud Chacham of that stature, when he opens his mouth, he is revealing an incredible, new, powerful light. This, this total Nekuda, which is found by the leading Talmud Chacham of the generation, somebody of that caliber. Or through that complete Nekuda that's revealed when three Jews get together. However, there's another detail here, another very important detail. The three and the one cannot undo a vow just like that, just because the guy wants. They have to be able to, to, to show that the person really sincerely regrets having made that vow. And this term charota <coughs> is associated with a broken heart when a person really feels sincere regret about something. The person who made the vow has to express their regret in front of those that are going to undo the vow. He has to say, I regret having, had I known such and such, I never would have made this vow. And they repair his broken heart <coughs> through this nekuda in their mouth, through this power in their mouth. This authority that's given to the tzaddik. And they declare, they have to say, Mutterloch, Mutterloch, Mutterloch. It's, you're released. And through this, that object goes back to becoming permissible. The more you're familiar with that chapter in Likut Imran, the more everything we learned here is really super clear to you. If a person is not familiar, I try to make it as, as clear as possible. But again, Rabbein is there and the Kutuman, Rabbein here are putting together four or five pieces, which over there and the Kutuman, they're attached perfectly. If you, if you realize those attachments, everything here fits perfectly and makes perfect sense. Baruch Hashem, we completed the first halacha. Tomorrow we'll go on to the next halacha, and we're going to have a lot of, lot of enlightenment on this topic of Nedorim, on the topic of speech, the Koyach Adibur, there's going to be a lot of clarification here. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. Hatzlocha, we're getting close, closer to Shabbos. Today's Wednesday. We said L'chun in the Shir Shalyon. We to start feeling the coming Shabbos and B'zorcha to the Gula Shlema. B'mhera B'yameinu. Amen V'yameinu. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rav Nassim.